0: cool cool yeah repeat that please The <laughs> <Aria, laughs> bit about NFTs, if you don't yeah, mind like,
1: like I, I like the other day i sat down and and, and i read up about nfts because i was still confused about what they were and what the inherent appeal of them is and i sat down and i read and i read and i read and i, read and I still can't understand the appeal of them like why would someone
2: pay money yeah like for the, for yeah
0: I, well i know that you mentioned um the the square enix you know announcing that they're gonna they're gonna release some and and it was very negative and like yeah i think that that the issue one of the biggest issues with you know the reception towards nfts is one the name the acronym is already becoming super annoying so that's one thing (laughs) second thing is that people are not explaining it you know it's another thing for people to buy Mm. and it's nothing. I mean, to, to be quite... I don't understand to the reason. value of it, the it's, creative it, value, the cultural value. What is it? Well, I, I, you know, we might as well get into, like, my my opinion on it is that it's supposed to be a stepping stone, right? It's supposed to be a, a conceptual stepping stone that's supposed to disturb, really, fiat currency, who owns, who is able to profit, right? Yeah. Like, I think... I think I think that is supposed to be the conceptual, like the coolness of it is that it's, yeah. it's going to disturb this current system of money and, and help usher in yeah. this cryptocurrency that's supposed to empower, you know, uh, third, the third world, essentially, and people supposed who are disadvantaged. That, that's like, yeah. that's supposed to be the concept. But what all I see on Twitter are these hideous, this hideous artwork. And these hideous apes right and so <laughs> I've taken it out of my like I've gone out of my way to like highlight actually really really great artists and great inventors in the space mm. and uh and, and to highlight and to highlight them and, and I do think with the video game industry there's no way around it I mean as long unless people really do stand up mm. and they really do protest <laughs> this stuff um it's yeah. not gonna it, we're not gonna avoid you know of course uh, virtual
1: tokens you know yeah, the, the market drives decisions. And yes, people mm-hmm. can vote with their wallet. Of course they mm-hmm. can. But I, I like, imagine if a big budget game comes out like the next Call of Duty and they say, hey, NFTs are a part of it or Final Fantasy or whatever. Hey, NFTs are, are a part of the in-game meta or, or, or whatever. Like People are not going to avoid buying a Call of Duty game just because of that. And mm-hmm. I think publishers know that. And they're willing mm-hmm. to take the flack on Twitter for a few months, maybe even a few years, because they know that in time they'll be normalized. Mm-hmm. Like, it, there'll be an initial upstorm, as there is now, but in due time.
0: Well, like- mo- yeah, and most of the protesting that's going on online isn't, like, it isn't, it isn't good. Like, they're not good arguments. They're just like, F these guys, you know, most mm. of the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so it's not it's not moving. It's not convincing. I don't think the protests are. And then I also feel like, uh, yeah, they they know that people will buy it. And mm-hmm. the issue is not the technology. The issue mm-hmm. is consumption. Right. The issue yeah. is that we have created this global culture of mm-hmm. buying things, whatever it is. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because a piece of digital artwork or you know, whatever the code that re- that represents the di- this digital art or digital token could be more valuable than stuff that you buy in the, in the physical space. You know what I mean? Or it could have less negative global impact or whatever. Like Mm -hmm. the the issue is that people buy too much stuff that they don't need. You know what I'm saying? In my opinion, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, so yeah, if you say, Hey, we're going to be selling bath water or we're going to be selling whatever (laughs) people are going to buy it or whatever. I I saw something about a woman was selling her, her gas in a glass or something Mm -hmm. like that. I don't know what, I just seen it, but she was selling nothing. You know what I'm saying? So
1: Oh yeah, farts in a jar.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> she was getting like forty thousand dollars per per fart in a jar. Come on, you-, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's like amazing. crazy. That's amazing. Yeah, but like, crazy. but like, um, yeah, like I try, you know, I I try to read up about it as I said, and um, I, I for me the appeal of of NFTs is not there, but I try not to ground my opinions based on Twitter discourse because. Twitter inherently is a place where you can't go into a topic in particular
0: depth. And literally can't,
1: yeah. Yeah, you have you have 240 characters, and it by its very nature, because, you know, you have a little like button, it, it sort of in- incentivizes a sort of groupthink, right? Because, you know, um, uh, people want to fit in, and they want to sort of kind of coagulate onto a common opinion, and... Yeah, a lot of people will sort of, you know, it's, it's a way of having an opinion without having to do too much research onto it. I still need to do my reader, uh, reading on NFTs, the, um, the, the, the possible negative impact to both um, culture and um, I guess the environment. I, I, that's the main sticking point I see a lot of people bringing up is that NFTs harm the environment. Um, and I just need to read up on that. I, I, I need to see the research papers. I, I just want to have a more sort of in-depth thorough review of what they represent and what they are really, because mm-hmm. I'll be frank with you. I'm still mostly in the dark about NFT. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Kyle, what do you think? Anything?
2: <laughs> uh, I think you guys pretty much summed it up. I'm with Aria as well. Like NFTs, Blockchain, crypto, I guess it kind of all falls in line in the same thing. I have the gist of what it's about, but I can't really sit here and like thoroughly explain to you and break down all the idiosyncrasies about NFTs, blockchains, etc. Yeah, Um, I have a uh, I have an
0: essay coming out pretty soon um, with a publication about it. Uh, And so. Hopefully that covers a lot, and it's got a little bit of the pros and cons on both sides. It's got a little bit of the environmental stuff, and uh, I actually took a couple months just researching crypto. And what's crazy is when this is a couple years ago, so it was when you know it, it the, the, the the dialogue has not evolved to where it is now about it. And so you know I was trying to find can someone just explain to me what cryptocurrency is and its value simply. And you'd be surprised, man. The people who are Bitcoin buyers or people who are on Twitter—you just ask me, explain me what it is. Just tell mm-hmm. me what it is, so I can think—is this a reasonable investment for me? And a lot of people can't. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's a—it's part of the reality. And 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 also the other thing is, in my opinion, it—it it, in most in, in a lot of spaces, it is a straight scam. You know what I mean? Like I, 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 I like to think that I take a balanced approach to it where I'm like, okay, this could be a cool concept. This could be a cool idea. This could be utilized in a cool way. I could see how I could utilize this in a cool way, yeah. but I also know that most people don't do that. And that yeah. most of the time and this companies and stuff like that, it's going to be a total, total, total scam. Like oh, cool. so many people are already getting ripped off and will continue to get ripped off. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's one of those things. It's like, you know, it's kind of like a, uh, I, I kind of compare it to Instagram in a way, you know, it's like Instagram, you could build a really good following. You could maybe make some money off Instagram, mm. but it, it's a total scam. Like yeah. Facebook's utilizing your data. They're exploiting you. Probably, you know what I mean? You, you're going to get, uh, you're, they're going to have analytics. They're going to think, okay, you like to see this so we're going to show you this. You're going to be totally used as disposable, but could you nothing, do something useful for Instagram? Yeah. Nothing is free. Like if,
1: if, you know, if you're using a service and you're not paying for it, with money you're paying for it with something else yeah Um, generally it's your personal information or just your time and that's that's more valuable than your money really Um, definitely yeah nothing is free nothing is free yeah
0: so maybe we can uh, maybe we can um we can come back to it after after you guys you know kind of yeah
1: yeah um, i need to do my reading and i i you know i i feel wary about them probably because most of the opinions i've read about them have been negative and i don't understand the appeal of them um but at the end of the day i still need to do my research on them and i try and and i'm not going to sort of assert my opinion and bang my fist on the table before i do that so yeah basically sure yeah Um, we
0: we can come back to it later
1: sure for sure um but yeah i the matrix i I, (laughs) that that's the topic of discussion yeah it's a good good segue good segue indeed um so i guess guys what what did you think overall about the new movie, um, The Matrix Resurrections. I always have a bit of a mental blip when I try to remember the name Me of it. Too, I was like, it's like The Matrix yeah. Re- mm-hmm.
0: Resurrections. It's one of them, right? Yeah, I'm like, oh, shit, that is, it's Resurrections. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. yeah.
2: Kai, you want to start off? Yeah, I can start. Uh, overall, I, I would say I did like the movie. Mm-hmm. I did see uh, you know, most reviews and the feedback wasn't the best. but i I enjoyed it man um i thought they did a great job of kind of tying the story back to the original three but also Mm -hmm. giving you that leeway of it could possibly be another one and i think you know for me i always was like when i first saw the matrix come back Mm -hmm. i was wondering i was like well why would you make exactly and why would you make a sequel for it because it, the matrix is already you know a rabbit hole in itself so it, it's kind of hard to put a cap on a concept like the matrix and usually when you come back with a fourth version or a third version after so many years you're trying to put that that yeah. ending bow on the matrix but it's something that's ever going if that mm-hmm. makes sense so sure. I, but i thought they did a great job of of bringing the conversation back to the the series overall
0: mm.
1: Yeah, I I, I I agree pretty much with all of that. Like, um, it really felt like they had something to say with this movie. And there's been a lot of criticism is that that it feels like a cash in. I felt like anything but. Um, I was actually very mm. impressed with some of the, the creative decisions that they took and the direction that they took it overall. And it felt like the movie that um, Lana Wachowski wanted to make. It felt like she really had something to say with this movie. Um, and that's kind of rare for I call it a blockbuster, I mean yeah, i you know it costs two hundred million dollars to make it's rare for a for a, um, for a blockbuster to to kind of take the approach that it did and take the risks that it did really to me, it kind of felt like uh like the, the common um i guess uh observation of it is that it's very meta and it kind of feels like matrix meets gremlin's two meets back to the future <laughs> part two <laughs> mm. uh, and the thing with 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 meta is that it it's easier, it's it, it can look very sort of highbrow, but it's not actually that hard to do because it's literally just getting a mirror and pointing at it and being like, "Ah, oh, I exist, right? But I think the way that resurrections approached it was was in a way that made sense uh, within the context of the story. And um, just uh, like just, just what the Matrix represents in general. I, I, I really enjoyed it, actually, especially the first half. I do have my my issues with the movie overall, for sure. Um, but overall, I'm glad I'm glad it was made. Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, how I'd, about have you, agree. yeah I'd have to agree with both you guys. Um, I feel like. Uh, yeah, I was generally happy with the film. And this was the first film that I was like. I'm interested in what the critics say because I, I I don't or or people on on, on the internet I should say, mm. um, I was interested because it was so it was so different mm. and I so didn't expect it and I so was surprised by it. I was just like, this in a million years I would have never guessed they would have taken this direction. And mm. so I was curious what people said and I, I knew I knew as soon as it ended I was like people are not or about halfway through the movie I was like yeah people are gonna light this movie up. They're going to like yeah. this movie up. Yeah. And uh, when I think I saw Trinity's guy, spoiler alert, just in case anybody hasn't seen the movie oh, yeah. and we're going to be talking about the movie. But <laughs> when Trinity's guy was named Chad, I was like, okay, they're going to say that. <laughs> like, I was like, all right, let's let's ride this out. And I, I was lost, man, through the middle of the movie. I didn't know what was going to ha- I had no idea, man. It was so different. And I think mm. for that alone, I thought the movie mm. was cool. You know what I mean? Because it did focus on these conversations and the movie was kind of like accented with these really, really powerful, I think well written conversations. And every oh, yeah. every person that I've seen has like railed this movie or or you know really thought this movie was was trash. They never mention the dialogue. They never mention the writing. They never mention these relationships and, and the love that Neo and Trinity have. And, and I I think that it's a very romantic movie yeah no, I it's... feel like Carrie and Moss and, and Keanu Reese have they do have chemistry man I, I thought oh. they had chemistry I think it works
1: yeah 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 uh, I, I, I in the previous movies they they felt a bit robotic I never mm-hmm. really bought their relationship mm-hmm. but here there's a sort of a wariness to it which ties in with um the, the themes overall and especially there's that scene in in the um in the coffee shop where they're kind of You can sense that they're trying to kind of they know that there's some history behind them, but they can't Mm -hmm. quite put their finger on it. And um, yeah, I I found it just uh, a really kind of a heartwarming scene. And I really I really bought into it. I was really quite moved by it, especially at the end. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I can understand why people thought it might be schlocky or whatever, but I've never really seen a kind of. It's it's more of a sci-fi romance than a sci-fi action movie, which is where I think a lot of all the contention lies. It really depends what you want out of a Matrix movie, right? Like, um, I know some people are, are huge fans of Reloaded because Reloaded has, um, I think Reloaded is a big mess of a movie. I was watching it recently, but it has, I think, without question, still the finest car chase scene put to film
0: ever made. It, yeah,
1: it's incredible. I, I was watching a few days ago, and and. It it it's holds up after twenty years, and my my jaw was still agape watching it. It's incredible, like it just from every perspective, like the music, the cinematography, it's choreography. Man, choreography yeah. It's it's the an twins, absolute
0: masterpiece.
1: Yeah, the white the with, the, like with the locks. Yeah, man. yeah, it's incredible. But but there's nothing like that in Resurrection. So if you're going into The Matrix expecting that, you're gonna be sorely disappointed for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And I guess The Matrix represents a lot of different things to different people. Um, and really, yeah, like, what I think one objective criticism you can point at Resurrections is that the action scenes are pretty bad. Like, they're just all <laughs> over the place. Yeah. Um, I felt the, like the, the camera work and the choreography just was completely lacking. Um, I, th- I think they... Um, I know that the original trilogy had... Um, like a a famous um, Hong Kong movie choreographer working on them. Uh, And he's the guy who worked on Kill Bill as well. I can't remember his name right now. Whereas the action scenes in this were mostly, I guess, handled by Lana Wachowski, who doesn't really have an eye for it. Um, And you can really tell, like, you know, they did a very kind of born identity approach to the camera where you just like get it and just flap it around and just, you can't tell what's going on. What I liked about um, the action scenes in the, in the original matrix movies were that they, they take these long wide angle shots sort of like in a manga. So you can really tell what's going on. There's a lot of clarity. Um, and instead they, they went for the typical kind of modern day act shaky cam action um you know, scene that's very prevalent these days. And I, I'm not a fan of it. And most people aren't a fan of it. I don't know why they keep doing it. But yeah, I think unequivocally, um, the action scenes were a disappointment in this.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think the, in the, I remember watching like the original Matrix trilogy, especially the first film, like on DVD back in the day, and they had the special features and they had like the making of the Matrix. And mm. I'm 90 95% sure if my memory serves me correctly. Like the action scenes alone was like the most... <laughs> like laborious part of shooting that film. Cause you know, you got to get those steps right. And people are getting their, their nose broken, accidentally punching each, you know, each other. And they, yeah. like it's soup. They're on, they're on strings. There's a green screen. They're flying. Like, it was like so dramatic. And I think like, I got the feeling from this film, they were like, let's have some action in there, but like, we're not about to be spending six months on choreography or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think yeah. that they literally were just like, we are not going to put the money into choreography like we did the first film because you had to yeah. think the first film's got the um you know it's got the Morpheus and Neo dojo fight scene iconic oh, yeah. and it's it's lengthy for fight yeah. scene. it's got so yeah. many moves in it so many steps it's got dialogue in it it's way longer than the one we saw in Resurrections then you yeah. got I'm just skipping ahead here I know there's more than this you got this you got the scene where Neo and Trinity walk into that uh I don't know the the, the office building with, all those guns yeah. that's a whole bro like that is crazy that's an insane scene then you got the scene where they're on the rooftop then you got the scene where they fight where morpheus fights uh agent smith in the uh in that old hotel or whatever where he's inside the wall and the agent busts through the, bro that is crazy man that is insane yeah. then the budget the, is high the budget yeah. is crazy and it's just for these insane scenes where morpheus is like he yells and he busts his hands through the wall to grab this agent to fight. He sacrifices himself. And then in um, the end scene where Neo fights the agent, they're shooting each other in the air. Then he gets killed. Then he comes back to life. Then he jumps inside. Bro, that, that is, it's all action, man. You know what I mean? Not to mention the second film, which had him fight Hundreds of Agent Smiths. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Yeah, they that was came, like
2: they came out the gate in the second one. They broke that,
0: that had never been done before in cinema. We had never seen anything like that where they were fighting all those people. I mean, the closest thing is Bruce Lee back in the day, but that's yeah. that's all that's this is a whole different league, man. You know what I mean? When neil <laughs> fought the Meryl Vengeance in that little
1: museum so, you know, yeah, yeah.
0: or whatever he was in, and they he was using the weapons off the wall, then he stopped the bullets a minute, bro. I'm about to yeah. run outside, man. Reloaded has some
1: amazing action scenes. I mean, um, both in terms of execution, but in terms of, you know, creativity. Like, yeah, the, the Agent Smith scene, even at the time, I remember the CG being a little bit wonky, but just, and and now especially, it does stand out. But just the from a pure conceptual standpoint like it's absolutely bonkers like what the hell am i watching yeah it's great for it i find that that um kind of the the neo versus hundred smith scene so entertaining it's just like insane Uh, like the level of creativity that went in and the camera work
0: like when he's it's just i mean wow man wow yeah yeah I can no, watch that movie anytime and just be like, man, wow, what an incredible, just amazing, insane film. You know.
2: Same. I think the the Matrix 4 is like it, it it's a it's like a layering piece to, to I think the three, because like what Ram was saying is very I think the writing and the dialogue is what really made it. But you have to have seen, you know, the first three and oh, really man. be invested into the story to really get into it versus like I think the first. Definitely the second, well, even the third, like to your guys' point about the action scenes, you could just throw somebody those films and they'll be able to enjoy them. But I don't know if you can throw them this last one and oh, they're yeah. not going to get all the flashbacks and they're For not sure. going to get when Neo's trying to beat the bullet and then my man's explaining to him why he can't beat it and he's breaking down the levels of the Matrix and then talking about handlers. And it, it's a lot of, you know, layered dialogue within For sure. the film that... if. If you're not into it, you may not really rock with it.
1: It it asks a lot of the viewer. I mean, first of all, you, you have to you have to know what happened, not just in the original movie, but the sequel. So mm-hmm. just off the bat, its appeal is much more limited. And even then, like, you know, it's it, it's not for all Matrix fans. It's 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 kind of it feels like a coda to the to the Matrix series as a whole. Yeah. And I really enjoyed the themes that it tackles, like, um, you know, the idea of a creator um, being absorbed or by their own creation, which is certainly, I guess, what Lana Wachowski felt in regards to The Matrix. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about getting old, right? It's, it's, uh, it's about a lot of things. It's a, it's a very thematically rich movie. Um, And the dialogue is sharp and there's a lot of thought went into it, but yeah, it's not for all Matrix fans. And even then it demands that you watch these three other movies. So its appeal is going to be much, much more limited. Um, I, I think bringing it back to the original Matrix, for me, just the first Matrix as a standalone movie is pretty much perfect. I don't think that movie ever really needed any sequels. And I think mm-hmm. it still stands to this day as one of the sci- finest sci-fi or even just movies in general. It's certainly in my top five. Um, For
0: sure, mine too. Uh,
1: like, because just, just bringing back to the original Matrix, that, that it's, you know, it sounds cliche to, to say it, but it, it really was a game changer. Um, there's, a, there's a clear pre- and post Matrix, when it comes to both sci fi and also film in general, like any movie where the camera is sort of panning around in slow motion, and it's, it's so commonplace now. But that all started with the Matrix. Um, and the themes that it explored and just the general style and vibe of it were completely unique and and, and new at the time. It was so fresh. I think um, new audiences won't be able to appreciate the impact that the original Matrix made. And having being there in 1999 and and experiencing that is really integral to um, understanding Resurrections. Um, because it, it is about a creator being absorbed by their own creation. It is sort of, you know, the white whale um, devouring Ahab. It It is, you know, to understand what they're going on about in Resurrection, you had to have been there in 1999. And I guess um, you kind of have to be a bit old
0: <laughs> to, to get this movie. Mm. <laughs> um yeah I definitely think that they I agree with you I don't think they really spoon-fed anything I mean I think that the dialogues do explain the movie but they didn't make it easy I don't think like I had to immediately go back and watch it I watched it uh close to three times and I was like okay okay those because I had some questions you know what I mean and um why certain decisions were made and why like I, I I was trying to understand like what was the reasoning for that? Or why did this happen? And I don't think that they made it easy. And I think that either one of two things happened. Either a viewer was like, you know, I don't remember what happened in the first three movies. So, you know, I don't like this movie. Or they were like, oh, that was nice. That was was interesting. And they really liked it. And I I did see some comments here and there, people saying like, I don't know why people hated this movie. I thought it was nice. You know, I thought I liked it, you know? And and I think that's a very, um, the power of the film was that it was just, in a way very beautiful just to see that, you know, like I think that coffee shop scene particularly where, you know, Neo is like, not really going to bother this, this woman, you know, Oh man, that was so deep that, that, you know, the analysts kept Neo and Trinity just close enough in those pods, but also close enough in the real world. So he was going on a loop every day waiting for Trinity just because the thought of him seeing Trinity generated so much energy in that matrix. You know what I mean? Just, so he was going there every, every couple of days, which is why he had the alarm on his phone to go down there and wait for her. And I think that, that never gets old in film. I think as long as people as, as love is an interesting concept in film, people will be interested in this, this person waiting to see someone that, that he or she loves they had a past life together, past memories, but she already has a life. Like this is classic film. This is classic drama right here. Like she has a life, and he's like, you know, she's like, "Do I know you?" And and the kid is like, "Hey, mom, we gotta go. Can I have this?" She's being like bombarded by the. Like I mean, you know, that's gonna touch people, man. You know, and I think that that's what makes the film so great. Is that like, if if you if you if you're seeing it and you're and you're and you're present in it, there's something in it beautiful you can take away from it. You know, I will say I did not care for Neil Patrick Harris. And I also particularly did not care for he's he's fine. He's fine. But I didn't care for like the stop motion sort of slow mo thing that they did. They did it, I think, maybe two or three times. They did it once when when Morpheus took the pill and he started getting a little drunk, basically that 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 effect. it's annoying it looks terrible yeah yeah, yeah, it looks like lifetime movie like it looks terrible and then once again when neo was in slow motion at at the bike shop to see trinity that looks terrible bro like i don't know who thought that was a good idea (laughs) or how that got into it but that made like to me i feel like even if no one was paying attention to the movie when they see that they're like this movie's garbage
1: yeah, yeah, I, I get you. From a pure yeah. visual um, perspective, that was that was terribly handled. Like I like what they were going for in that Neil Patrick Harris scene, like where he's in permanent bullet time and he's just walking around freely and and Neo's trying to stop that bullet going into Trinity. Um, that was like in terms of dialogue, I thought that was a pretty interesting scene. But in terms of visual execution, <laughs> no, trash. They, 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 they,
0: so trash. trash, man. Yeah, that was yeah. trash. Yeah, and then you you know they changed it like in the first film and and even some of the the sequels you know it was a lot of green the f- first film was just like covered in green and and they didn't really yeah. do that this film there was yeah. a lot more yellows and oranges and stuff like that and I and I like that but I think they should have went a little bit harder with it I don't know I think that they, like they really f- yeah. yeah 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 they well there's two two parts of this one this is not the movie I would have like I would have like. I would have made, you know what I it's, mean? As it's a director that not Matrix, a stylish but- movie. I think it's even knowingly kind of a, a
1: dorky movie. It's, it like embraces its own nerdiness. And it kind of like, like the original Matrix at the time was cool. But I think at this point, like the Matrix Resurrections doesn't try to be cool. Um, it kind of embraces its own nerdiness. At times you could even say like, yeah, I'm a bit lame. Like, there's this bit where he's he's fighting like the new Agent Smith, and he says to him, Like, oh, you're not, you're what, not what you were. What you, yeah, you're not what you were. And I guess that's kind of like you know, any movie that says that is sort of becomes to an extent bulletproof against criticism in, in, a, in a sort of a lazy way, like, oh, the movie knows that it's kind of trashy in some ways, so we can't criticize it. I don't buy that, <laughs> but um, there is certainly sort of a self-deprecation to the movie um, and a self-deprecation of it's sort of like a reaction to the fan base and Mm -hmm. this uh, sort of everything that surrounded the matrix Um, yeah I want to
0: touch on that really quick before before we move on from that, that that that's a very key point I think that the movie was was utilized to send a me- it would, the IP was used to send a very important message, but at the same time, it was very much criticizing the the audience, the critics, Definitely.
2: the absolutely. gaming
0: audience, so to speak, the oh, people absolutely. who would have it, who the people who would criticize it, and it was it was basically saying like, I really don't care what you think because yeah. you're gonna you're not gonna give me you're you're not you you guys shit it on the second and third film. People still shit on those two films. To, I like d- to, the to this day, of that statement. I, I, I enjoyed yeah, that just because I don't haven't, I haven't see that in a movie these days. And I yeah, thought, definitely, uh, execution wasn't all. all there, but I enjoyed right. that. Sorry. Right. No, 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 you're right. Yeah. Like that, that's exactly that. And I think that needs to be highlighted because mm. we've seen other artists do that. You know, uh, Kai and I have talked a lot, a lot about uh, Kanye's new album. It has some of that in there. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. a lot of the artists, contemporary artists, they're doing that now. And, you know, you can hate it, you can love it or whatever, but I I do think it has its place. And I think that they were basically saying, like they were saying like in the film, they were like, that's what the Matrix does to people. They take your ideas, these real stories that mean something to people and they just, the Matrix chews them up and makes them a game. You know what I mean? So there was many, many, many layers in there. I was like, so are they saying... Video game creation is cool. Are they kind of shitting on video games in a way? Like, what's what's going on here? And I think that it's it's kind of multi-layered like that. It's basically trying to bulletproof itself that's saying, like, you you guys are not gonna like it, so you can take it. You know I mean, take this and do what you want with it. Shit on it, like it, love it, hate it. Hate that Neo yeah. made the matrix in a game, don't hate it. We have an actual game in real life, whatever. You know what I mean? It was just like it was kind of like a fuck you to the industry yeah. in a way. And, and th- I think the whole scene where they were trying to say, what is the matrix? Like what makes the matrix like that very clearly was like, you know, making fun of that demographic, particularly yeah. targeting the game industry, quite frankly, oh,
2: yeah. which I'm like totally we were Hollywood. talking about at the
0: beginning of our conversation, that industry mm-hmm. in many cases is super toxic. Oh, yeah. And the guy that was like Neo's assistant was actually his handler. So there was there was things about that, you know, about being a celebrity and being a star and being a, you know, all that, man. It was good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think when you
1: try to start nitpick kind of objective flaws, to the movie, you can go at it all day. Like, yes, the script is messy. Yes, it looks kind of cheap and low budget at times. Um, Yeah, it's all over the place. But what I fundamentally enjoyed about the movie is that it it really felt like the movie that the writer wanted to make, it didn't feel corporate driven. In fact, it, it was very much a reaction mm-hmm. um, to that environment and to the fan base and, and all kinds of, I guess, um, the criticism regarding the matrix. And it just felt like, um, yeah, it was ballsy. It was different. It was new. And, um, and you don't see very much new when you go to the cinema these days, um, and I really appreciated that. Um, I, I will say um, that I guess my biggest kind of issue with the movie overall is that I really enjoyed the first half. That really felt like it had something to say. Like it, it it's, um, it's a, um, you know, it, it. the the themes were very interesting in that it's it's a direct, um, it's an examination of what sequels are and what they represent and what nostalgia is. But then the second half is just straight up nostalgia baiting. So the first half is this kind of deconstruction of nostalgia and the second half is just hey here's some nostalgia and it felt very disjointed i honestly felt like you could have this didn't need to be a movie in some ways i felt like this would have been better served as like a 30 minute 45 minute special um that focused on the stronger points of the movie and maybe ended it a bit earlier
2: um uh, but i don't know how you guys feel about that no i kind of i that's an interesting point you brought up. Like I feel like something like the Matrix, man. Like they could have created a sequel. They could have just done something a little more. It didn't necessarily have to be a movie mm. that came that that is the quote unquote sequel. Because it's yeah. a lot that you can do with the concept of the Matrix in general, you mm. know, whether it be through a video game or or a certain right. uh simulation or virtual experience. It could have been like a pop-up art show or something it could have been anything yeah. that that created this quote-unquote sequel mm. and I feel like that would have kind of you know shook things up a bit more you know if they wanted to have a similar impact that the first movie had because to your guys's points with the first movie it's like a clear okay pre-matrix post-matrix and art that does that in general always takes an approach that hasn't really been seen before or at least hasn't been seen in such a long time mm-hmm. you know so yeah no i agree i agree with that that idea you know mm-hmm. going in that direction I'd, I'd have to say man
0: like I, I i actually prefer the second half of the movie more because first of all seeing neo not like Naobe not neo yeah complete what's going on don't mm-hmm. like that you know what i mean i don't care for that one and two, honestly, I didn't care so much for the scenes of the office people like doing what they do. Like I like that. that I, 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 I like the purpose it served, but mm. I honestly can't can't stand to watch too much of that. Like them in the office talking about what's the make like, no, that's like a YouTube video joke thing. Like it's cool for the movie, but I like the second half more once he actually goes to the, the, the you know, the desert or the real, the real world. Where he where he actually has the conversation with bugs about what's been going on, what, what's been happening. And she's like, you know, the Matrix got turned into some other stuff by by people, you know. And then when you realize like when you find out that um, that the, uh, the the I think the best scene probably is when Neo goes to the coffee shop to meet the analyst and get oh, yeah. Trinity back. That's the yeah. best scene, I think. And- That's sort of
1: where everything comes to a head. Yeah, I, I thought the ending in general left on an emotional high. Mm. Um, and, and and really, that for me, it, it, it gave the whole series a sense of uh, finality that mm. was sorely missing, I think, from uh, Revolutions. I thought the way Revolutions ended was so just meandering and disappointing. And I've been kind of been waiting for a more solid concrete fulfilling conclusion to this series in general for like a more than a decade 20 years now and i think for me at least i really got that um with revolutions i thought the final shot um tied it all back up to the first movie in a, in a really beautiful way i know some mm. people don't like it but for me it really hit home especially I was on the edge
0: of my seat man I was on the edge of my seat, like towards the end. I'm like, what is about to happen right now? Yeah. And they go back to see, you know, the analyst. Then she like kicks his face off. And I'm like, are they about <laughs> to fly out of this? Mo-? And they, I was just like, "They flew." They I flew. was shook, man. I was shook. I was like, man, I don't even know what. Wow. I,
1: I love true. that. Yeah. Um, I, I know a lot of people are upset at um, the movie's political angle. And. Um, you know, when I when I saw, I mean, I, I saw Revolutions, sorry, Resurrections. It's, it's so easy to get mixed up. <laughs> I saw Resurrections um, a few days before the World Ride release. It came out a bit early in Japan. So it was before the whole online reception to it. And even then I was like, okay, this is going to um, upset <laughs> certain uh, people with specific political perspectives. It's unquestionably a political political movie. You can't avoid you it. But so then so? again, The Matrix always has been. Yeah, I mean, you know, like the first thing that Neo sees in, in, in the original Matrix is wake up Neo, <laughs> right? The, hmm. the movie ends with wake up by Rage Against the Machines. So to then go and 20 years later criticized the Matrix of being woke. Well, I mean, <laughs> the, the, the movie kind of created the term in the first place. Um, like, But is that yeah. political, though? I don't know if that's political. It depends on your definition of political. I think right. people are definitely um, reading things into it that aren't there. Like um, when the comparisons were made to The Last Jedi, I was like, okay, I, I I get it now. It inevitably means that some people are gonna put it on a pedestal that it doesn't deserve, and some people are gonna read things into it that are simply not there and use it as a bashing pole for their own, you know, political interpretations of the movie. But I think, yeah, the Matrix has always been to an extent about liberation. Um yeah, I see what you're saying. absolutely, and, and that is a political concept. I don't know.
0: I mean, I think it's more of a spiritual concept for the most part. Yeah. you know what I mean. Like to I, that
2: I, too, though. I think there's yeah. I, to that too. I
0: think I think of course you know it's 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 this and that right. Like it, either way it could go. I, I totally understand the the political sentiment and of course politics is a big part of how people live. But
1: yeah, yeah.
0: And I think, but you know, I never thought, really, the Matrix as a political film. None of the films. I Never thought that it, there was really any politics in the sense of government voting suddenly policy yeah yeah yeah. no but like but 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 like people and institutions and push and pull between you know bodies like i think that is a very consistent theme i do understand i did see people saying this is woke or this is not that woke or whatever Mm. which really like you know what i mean like what does that even mean you know what i'm saying and 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 when did being awake become political Recently, like after Matrix three, you know what I mean? Like after the third film, like post 2010, like we started using this woke terminology, which I guess has been synonymous with uh, political awakening of some kind, whatever. Yeah. I mean, what is it really?
1: I, I, I guess my contention here is, is that why has political become such a, um, such a loaded term because political is just a difference in opinion and a difference in perspective. And whenever you say political, there's a negative connotation attached to it. And I, I I don't necessarily agree. I mean, I I think that, you know, clearly there are a set of values driving the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're fairly consistent throughout all the movies and that's fine. Um, But I I, I guess really in the social media age where um, it's become so easy to go into an echo chamber to reinforce Mm -hmm. your own opinions Mm -hmm. is that when you see an opinion that kind of goes against your own, it's become much easier nowadays to go to like-minded people and rail and bash and get the pitchforks out when um, really, like, one of the core themes of the movies, as you said, is liberation. Um, and that can be spiritual or political or in so many aspects. And I would have just liked to see a conversation about it. Every time I see um, this sort of controversy surrounding wokeness in a movie, it's mm-hmm. always so frustrating to see a bunch of people go to like-minded people and make the same tired arguments when instead you know i th- there's no crossing of lines there's mm-hmm. there's no interesting dialogue to be found there because you're just repeating yourself to other it's people. a very
0: it's a very interesting point and i want to i want to mention one thing and I, i'd love to hear car's thoughts on this i mean I, I think one thing is what is so I, I do believe the medium is the message and so when we do mm-hmm. hear. First of all, there's two parts to this. One, when we when we're on social media, it's very high probability that that you and I and Kai are all getting very different truths. You know, we're getting different realities, right? Because our feeds and our algorithms Mm -hmm. and whatnot. So that's always something to keep in mind. And as a side note, I also think that that's partially why everything has become so divisive and people have such a hard time getting along is because they're being, for lack of a better word, programmed by a very very dense algorithm algorithmic structure that that other person is not getting so they're being engineered differently in a way but somehow the same so uh that's that's the first point the second thing is is i think like what is the what is the purpose of someone producing a piece of content that calls the matrix films or any other project woke or political or or what are you trying to really say are you saying that this film not you particularly, but I'm just saying people who who make this criticism and use this as a point of of negative criticism. Are you saying that the film is negative propaganda pushed by a government or corporate media in order to dumb? I mean, what are you trying to say? You got to be very clear. You just can't say this is political and therefore it's bad. And I think that when we do hear this is woke, this is garbage, so it's woke. It's probably being, I'm just guessing, probably being wrapped in this, for lack of a better word, I'm doing air quotes right now, conservative right wing sort of sentiment that's saying Mm -hmm. that the liberal order is penetrating the film. This is just what I hear. Okay, you know, I'm just kind of kind of kind of typecasting here. And so that's their argument, really, is that it's 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 focusing on a, 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 quote, democratic, liberal slant. And therefore, that's bad or whatever Mm -hmm. the case may be. Now, I do think that if you do any research on the history of the film industry, the history of Hollywood, propaganda is a very, very real thing. Right. And Mm. a lot of movies, maybe I would go as so far to say 70% of films have political undertones in them, you know, or some sort of, uh, propaganda esque, you know, themes in them. Like they're, they're very, they're, they're meant to influence people's minds. Like that's a, just a, that's just a fact of film and music and Mm. everything else that we consume in pop culture. Um, that's pop culture. Right. Mm. Um, which is why we hear music about love all the time and the weekends album sounds the way it sounds. Um, yeah. so, so, you know, I think that when it's political people need to explain that, what are you really, really saying? And and what are the implications of the impact of those sorts of things? And I think like to kind of bring it back to the matrix, uh, I don't, I don't think it was a, a political film. I did feel that there was some more dashes of, Quote feminism in there. We had mm. Trinity take more of a leading role in this film. We had Trinity, you know, kind of had the last word in the film in a way. She even said, you know, she was kind of being bombarded by these kids in this family life, which were not real, by the way. They were mm. like these swarm, dead, still in the pod people. Like they weren't even, they might have even been programs. I don't even remember. But, you know, the family life was not necessarily exalted in this film. Trinity's mm. independence and in, in living this life with Neo, you know, was, was kind of the utmost priority. So I, I don't see that it was political in that sense, but I do see there are some feminism vibes in there. There were some, and, and the typical, you know, um, I think, Oh, I, there is one thing I think, I think it was a, a lot more criticism of corporate culture because oh yeah. yeah, people were kind of pissed that Hugo Weaving wasn't in the film. And I mean, yeah. yeah, it is kind of heartbreaking, but the new agent Smith is who he is because he's a Silicon Valley douchebag.
1: Oh, yeah. He, he's I, the young I, I, I really guy really that like the actor who plays him as well. Um, I'm not sure if you've seen Mindhunter or on I Netflix. haven't, but
0: I've heard he's in that. Yeah. Yeah. Is I, he good?
1: Really like he's fantastic. And I it, for me, actually, uh, having Jonathan Groff playing Agent Smith was um, one of the highlights of the movie. Um, actually, I really liked all the new actors, especially um, Morpheus. Whenever he was on yeah, Abdul screen, team is dope. he is amazing. He brings yeah. this really sort of Manic energy into every scene he's in. Um, and I think when in the second half, one of the reasons I didn't enjoy the second half as much is because he's just like a bunch not of obstacles. What, <laughs> yeah, the, he's
0: what like- the what? How? I think he's such a good actor, he's so yeah. charismatic, he's in Candyman, he does a phenomenal job. Yeah. He's a he's a great actor. How is he not in that final act? Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what he he's got this awesome yellow fit. In one he part looked, of the movie, he's got this great red fit in the dojo scene. Where is so he cool. in the rest of the movie? What the hell? This is, is a section of the
1: reason <laughs> I felt it. Spoil in the second half because in the first half establishes establishes these really cool characters who I want to know more about. Like, who is this fusion of Agent Smith and Morpheus? And like, mm. what is he about? And I really wanted to get to know this character better, but he just kind of falls to the wayside. And it's like, let's bring back Naomi, That. Deep, Mm -hmm. interesting character That everyone loved (laughs) And I'm like, no, give me more time with Um, (laughs) more It it was one of the frustrations I had With uh, the Matrix Revolutions Actually, because the first two Matrix Movies established these cool Characters, especially the first one, of course And then in Revolutions, it introduced you to all These guys in Zion who you don't Care about, and it spends Mm -hmm. the whole Movie in Zion with them And it's like, no, I don't want to see this Um, Mm. So yeah, yeah, like I, I think that's somewhere where, just in terms of ca- like character development, that's somewhere they, they, they the movie kind of dropped the ball because I really wanted more time, especially with Morpheus. He was so cool, he was yeah. so
0: cool, he's really mm. cool. Um, Kyle, what do you think, think about? Yeah, go ahead, go Sorry, ahead, go I... ahead. Uh, no, I... Aria, go ahead. No, yeah,
1: yeah go ahead. The point about, um, whenever a movie is ba- branded political or woke or whatever the most frustrating thing is that that completely consumes the conversation around the movie and it becomes so hard to see it for its merits um that's exactly what happened with the last jedi and i don't like the last jedi and it's not because of its perceived wokeness but because i think it's um it's a messy movie that doesn't understand the characters um like it felt like especially with like for example luke skywalker it felt like um who is this person <laughs> right uh, it when you're making the i guess eighth movie in an ongoing series you know there's a lineage there and you kind of have to stay true to who these characters are and i felt like they they had their own idea for them and it was just incredibly jarring um so yeah. And again, with The Matrix, I think that with, with Matrix Resurrections, there are flaws from a cinematic script writing perspective. You know, we've talked about it in, in, in this podcast, and it's so frustrating that we can't discuss the movie on its own merits. But instead, we're focusing on this perceived political agenda, which may or may not be there. And even if it is there. Well, let's discuss it and not just um, pull the pitchforks out. Like I, I don't understand when political became a dirty word, when diversity became a dirty word, when feminism became a dirty word. I guess I understand why because, you know, um, people think that they they're used as uh, sort of, you know, they they kind of artificially push. creative endeavors into a into a very forced direction Uh, and i understand that frustration but um sometimes i think people are just seeing things that that simply aren't there Um, and that's very much the case with the with the matrix resurrections i think and it's been yeah it's become the new sort of um pillory for a lot of this sentiment and it's just yeah for me it's just frustrating that we can't have a conversation about the movie itself
2: <laughs> no definitely mm. no I, I, I definitely see what, what both of you guys are, are definitely saying and mm. it's funny because like the matrix i felt like it it broke that fourth wall mm. and it commented on conversations that we're having now yeah like mm-hmm. th- that's what i got out of like some of the dialogue especially that that ending scene with my guy, when he was explaining to him how society even ends up in yeah. that matrix, you know, like dialogues like that. And that's why I kind of appreciated the movie. And I think this goes to Ram's point of like, you know, we all see a certain algorithm. And so mm-hmm. we're all, you know, <laughs> we're all being fed certain data depending on tendencies. So we're all coming mm-hmm. into the matrix looking for kind of different things, at least mm-hmm. for me, you yeah. feel me? So like, I'm yeah. looking at the white rabbit on old girl's shoulder and seeing her walk through this door of light, and you know, and then going back to the first movie when there's little tidbits of, oh, well you're not, you know, in Kansas no more or follow Dorothy or whatever have you. But that is to Arya's point of, okay, you, <laughs> we're all geared on one algorithm. So, you know, we're all going to come in with different perspectives. We're all going to gravitate towards like-minded people and the matrix right. like comments on that very thing and then we get into like okay well this is real to you this is real to you this is real to you <laughs> you feel me so and i think that's the interesting thing about the matrix oh like overall and, and just one of the concepts that is there so for me like it's interesting to just sit back and hear you guys talk because it's like aria he can sit there and say man he brings up points about the choreography and then mm-hmm. ram can bring up points about you know the the dynamic between uh, mm-hmm. Trinity and Neo, and then I'm I, I know I have a whole different thing that I'm focusing on, and it's completely dialogue. So that's why for me I can come back and say, well, I like the movie, but then when I do listen to Arya's point and then Ram's point, then it's like, okay, y'all yeah, see what they're saying, like like that. <laughs> like, I didn't even pay attention to that whole scene with, with with the trash cinematography because I already have this vision about the Matrix, like. Right with the dialogue yeah. so I canceled that out mm. you feel me? It, it, it's yeah, like it, yeah. it, which is very interesting about this whole conversation in general listening to you guys talk right now
0: mm-hmm. yeah I wasn't I wasn't sweating the choreography honestly like it definitely wasn't anything like the other films but I wasn't sweating it because I'm like where are we going <laughs> where yeah, are yeah. we going and what is yeah. about to happen so yeah I, I think like yeah it's like you know, if you're a political pundit and you live in that world, like you're to your yeah. point, Kai, and you live in that world, then yeah, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna hype the political whatever yeah. of this film. I haven't yeah. seen very much political comments about the film, but I could see that maybe in somebody else's feed, this probably maybe all you're seeing or a lot right. of what oh. you're seeing. I mean, I just tape right. t-
1: typed the Resurrections in in YouTube before I before I did this, and there's a lot of titles like they ruin the matrix and it's political now.
0: And <laughs> <Yeah>. Those, <laughs> like, those dudes. And I watched, back. I watched a couple of those, you know, the, some of the YouTube, one, those guys are morons. Like these, these are like, you have to think, man, like, like the level of criticism and thank God I, I deviated from being a film critic because when I was in school, you know, it, it was very much a possibility for me to be a film and music critic, but if something told me, it just felt weird to like always like look for things to bash. And, and in some ways, you know, that's not all that critics do, but that's a lot of what critics do. You know what I mean? Is be like, have a very harsh opinion about uh, certain things. And, and so, yeah, the, um, those, those people don't really like, they, they miss the point. I think, I think like a lot of times when we focus on the things that we've pointed out that we didn't care for in the film, we're missing a huge message here about, about what the film film is and about what it's about. And I've seen like, I've seen several people that I, I kind of like on YouTube and they said, fuck this movie. Cause it does this and it does that. I'm like, okay, well, are you going to talk about the really amazing things about the movie yeah,
2: yeah, or
0: about man. the uh, really amazing themes in the film? And they don't. And it's just like, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it's easier. You're going to get more views. A lot of the times, if you just shit on a movie, really of course, and, and the of course. same thing with games too. Like I've, there's tons of games people shit on. I'm like, but like, for example, Halo Infinite, you know, like people shit on that game sometimes. I'm like, it's free though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's a free game. Like you're you're getting upset about microtransactions. Don't buy the transactions. Well, I want the game to be this. I want the game to be that. Well, don't play it. Like we are being over consumed with consuming, like don't buy it. Don't watch it. Watch it one time. Don't it's a movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's, yeah.
1: It, it's interesting to see people exert so much time and energy on something that they that they, they supposedly hate yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's um you know it, it's it, it's really been a growing sentiment and in, in, i guess and i've really seen it grow in the past i guess five years um this idea that there's this sort of woke political agenda within the en- entertainment industry trying to you know that that's the go on this go let's go down this
0: yeah, let's go down this hall. <laughs> yeah, I it's this is something that's interesting to you. So we, we can go we can go down this. I'm path. not I'm not interested
1: in it. I, I just find it really irritating because as I said before, it's it's it just every time it happens, it 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 takes the, the conversation away from the movie or the work of art itself. And it's just like putting it into a box. And I feel like so often that's It's a way of sort of avoiding the conversation, isn't it? Like, this is woke. This is drama. But the the people who say that,
0: though, the people who say that are like the lowest common denominator of critics. Like, that's it's your first. What does that even mean? That's like so like like that's like somebody saying, hey, man, listen to this this Prince album. They're like, oh, that's old yeah okay. oh, I heard i've heard that i've heard <laughs> that's that actually. old. like okay like, so what what does that have to do with any- it's old what the fuck you
1: you know i um i i'm a i'm a teacher like i you know i, I teach a lot of private students and um that's something i get sometimes from from um high school students so, like i try to introduce them to some music from 60s 70s 80s or even 90s and they're like that's old, therefore it's not good. I'm like, what kind of rationale is that? <laughs> like, there is no rationale. It's I find it incredibly bizarre, but it seems increasingly commonplace. Um, I know I sound very kind of old man shaking his 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 hand at the clouds, but like, I don't know when the sentiment started gaining traction, but um, the idea that something is not good because it's 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 kind of gone past its sell by date is for a creative work. It's like, we're not talking about a carton of
0: milk here. <laughs> we're talking, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, come on, man, like these people. And and, I, and that's what one thing I really like about you, Aria, is that like you, you, you really strive to keep a level headed about things and you really strive to keep a balanced, more neutral stance about things. And you, and you're willing to hear the other side. And I, I really, really, I find it admirable about you. And I feel like more people should, should have that quality about themselves. And, and uh, you know, I, I see some of those things in Kai as well because I I meet a lot of people and we talked to Nolan Bushnell about this and he was like, yeah, the worst thing you can be is stupid and enfranchised, right? You could be a, an idiot that has some sort of influence, right? And he was saying that he felt that people are so, uh, what was the word he used, Kai? They're so uh, entitled. Right, yeah. And stupid, and he, he was saying you'll be stupid into your fifties and sixties. You I, know, you
1: It's I, not I, like I, we're all making yeah. mistakes all the time. Yeah. yeah, everyone, like even in your fifties, like it's yeah. human nature to make to be to be indulgent, make mistakes, uh, make assumptions. That is human nature, and we're all going to make flaws. And the only way, really, to come to a a, a peaceful, level-headed, um agreement is just to have an open minded conversation mm-hmm. with one another just talk to one another you know right. it's yeah. um that's really what it boils down to just just
0: have a fucking conversation
1: right. <laughs> it, and try to yeah. explain
0: things I'll add on to that try to explain things simply if it takes you a, like 30 45 minutes to explain something that's not quantum physics like you know what i mean like And I'm long winded. I know we all could talk for a while, but my point is, is like, explain what you're trying to say. Don't just assume that because you have an opinion that everybody should buy it and run with it. I've met people like that that think I don't have to convince anybody. I'm like, who do you think you are? Like, you need to sell your idea, especially in this world where people are, are bogged down with a billion tasks and they're pressured by the world. Sell your idea to people you know if it's worth something explain it make it palatable to the other person you know so yeah yeah. um it's i mean
1: it's it's unfortunate but it is just much easier just to stick to like-minded people and and not have to because self-reflection is difficult um you know challenging yourself and your perceptions of the world is hard um and and i guess a lot of people just aren't prepared to to do that Uh, which is a shame because i guess it really boils down to i guess any conflict uh, in human history really could have been resolved by a sit down and and a wholehearted attempt at trying to understand the other person's perspective i know that sounds incredibly naive but um yeah whether we're talking about (laughs) world war ii or the reception to a to a you know, the supposed uh, politicalness of a movie, it really boils down to the same thing. Um, and it's really like one of going, taking it back to the Matrix, that's really one of the core themes here is that um, we're all kind of informed by our own personal prejudices or algorithms as the, the movie puts it. And it's very hard um, to be truly liberated. And I think what the movie really tries to say is that the only way you can really find that liberation is in the solace or through creating bonds with other people. I know that sounds corny, but it really makes a point of that, that like through the union of different perspectives, man and woman, that
2: mm-hmm.
1: that that's where harmony lies. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I think that's quite a powerful point,
1: <laughs> you know? Um,
0: yeah, yeah. You and- pointed out something really important that I want to highlight, which is I think, you know, the main message of what, of the, you know, the political comment that you're seeing online and stuff like that is that people use that to write off the movie. Of course. Yeah. And that is probably one of my top five gripes with, with quote, society today Mm -hmm. is that people don't listen to the other person. They say, Oh, you're a Republican. You, you're, you're that they, they label you you're a liberal. You're so you're whatever. We can't listen to you because we've already labeled you. And yeah. that's the same thing with the wokeness thing. That's the same thing. Oh, well, you know, people and people have been doing that for a long time, like you know, about films, about life, about they'll be like, Oh, well, you know, that's the such and such, right? I'm like, no, what does it mean? Mm. Well, I'll give you an example. Here's a great example. So Star Wars episode one came out. I was a kid when that movie came out. I love that movie when it came out. Darth Maul was sick when that movie came out. So but we'll be somewhere like I, I was somewhere with my brother one time and we I think there was a T-shirt, like a vintage store that had like a Star Wars Episode one on it or something like that. And we were going to buy the shirt. And the lady at the counter was like, yeah, too bad that movie sucked or something like that. Yeah. Bro, that that you can find people like that in every state in America, man. You'll just be walking down the street like, yeah, too bad the director's garbage. Too bad his last three albums suck. Like, dude, first of all, I didn't even ask for your opinion. But that's that sort of jerk attitude that people have really, really, really started to get hyped up on in the last couple of years, um, probably having a lot to do with social media um, and what have you. But yeah, it's, it's this idea that we, we, we don't want to explain and really dig into why this film truly bothers us or how it makes us feel or, or what, it, what the implications are politically, for example. We just say it's yeah. political. Therefore it's garbage and I yeah. think that we need to stop doing that with films we need to stop doing that with each other everything
1: yeah, I, I think the fact that it's had such a um, strong reaction is it's clearly touching on a sensitive point for a lot of people and you can either put it in a box, label it, call it trash, call it whatever, and move on with your day or you can try and unpack it and try and see like why do I feel that way and let me listen mm-hmm. to the other side and what do they have to say about it but that that takes a lot of time and effort and, and manpower and I, I, you know it's like how much of yourself are you willing to give it, it's unfortunate but it's just so much less mentally taxing just to stick with what you know and yeah right. like you know tribalism is a part of human nature it's unfortunate but it's, it's i think it's one of the worst parts of human nature but it is a thing we all want to feel as part of a tribe it's ingrained in our dna um, and yeah, like, you know, we're humans with brains. We should be able to kind of assess that and be like, okay, is what I'm, is what I'm saying? Is it really rational here? Is it, does it make sense? Mm. Um, is it constructive?
0: I feel um, like you apply that philosophy to your tutorials too. You know, like how you approach making the fighting game videos. It's like, I can see that philosophy is represented in your work.
1: Oh cheers. <laughs> I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, because like, you you're just you it's gotta be functional. It's gotta be high quality, it's gotta be functional, it's got to be tasteful. Yeah. Right. It, I've never heard you be like, Yeah, hey, this character sucks. Fuck Anna or whatever. I, <laughs> you know, what
1: I mean? but even if I criticize something, I, like I have to support it with some kind of cogent argument. I mean, mm-hmm. if I just label something trash and walk on, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um like. Like when, when, if we, if we, if we bring it to Tekken, for example, there's so much negativity about 2D characters, for example, and um, like it, it bothers me because a lot of um, a lot of the arguments are very, very sort of like they're 2D, ergo they are trash, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, and the word 2D has even gotten this sort of negative association, which is crazy. Like, it, it's come to a point where even sort of the accomplishments of people who use characters like Akuma, Geese, uh, Lisa, to a lesser extent, are downplayed because you're using a filthy 2D character. <laughs> and that sucks. That, that That's bad for the community as a whole. Um, and I think it's, with, with Tekken especially, it's, it's become um, I think looking back over the past seven years, um, Tekken has to a degree been a, a victim of its own success because there's been a real rise of celebrity culture and sometimes when like a massive influencer or a top player says an opinion people just accept it because they have these huge followings and um it's just taken as sort of this dogmatic word of god type thing and it's really frustration frustrating and hard to get a meaningful conversation going in that type of environment um, it's, it's, it's really been one of my frustrations actually with, with the tech and community the fact that people will look at just like the opinion of someone who they admire and they won't challenge it, they won't question it, they'll just be like this is the truth um, and that, that's something I, I, I really try to be careful with as a quote unquote influencer I, I hate that word but if there's anything I try to influence people is it's to question things and not take everything for granted and just respect other people's opinions and have conversations. I mean, I, I have this reputation of having hot takes, but really, I, I just think people should be having more open-minded conversations. Not just in tech end, but I guess in everything. Really, um, it's it's really frustrating, and it, I guess it goes back to that point about tribalism and wanting to fit in with a crowd. Because um, I guess social psychology plays a big part of it. You know, you see someone big and they make a statement and you want to be a part of that group. And um, like, I've seen people act completely differently depending on the environment they're in. Like whether it's um, like the same person can say something horrible on Reddit, but then on a YouTube comment, they can be incredibly pleasant. So these Mm. social dynamics really affect our behavior in a massive way. Um, And I guess... Yeah, I, get, I I I just hope people will be a bit more like friendly and open-minded and respectful of other people and other others' opinions, you know. So if that's a bit rambling all over the place.
0: No, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um I Definitely. like I, I'm really excited about doing more conversations like this because I've been wanting to find a good dynamic of people <laughs> who, uh, who have balanced opinions or are open-minded enough or, you know, kind of more, you know. So I, I think that, you know, I, I would like to explore more, more ideas and topics and, and possible films and whatnot because mm. I think that we have an ability to uh, give informed, encourage people to get informed or to learn things about things without trying to put a period on things. And that's something that I had to grow into. Like I had to like grow into f- figuring out how do I want to express my ideas online? Because it like, like the matrix says, the matrix will take it and run with it and it make it into something else mm-hmm. that you didn't intend for it to be. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know, hopefully we can get other people to, um, uh, feel like they can be proactive agents in their spaces to encourage other people, not just online, but in real life. You know, this is one thing that I've always been trying to tell people is like, you have the ability to save someone's life, change someone's day. Yeah. Just a nice thing, just by saying saying a nice thing, just by hearing somebody out, just by doing something halfway decent, you don't have to have any money. It doesn't cost a thing to do something decent. You know what I'm saying? And that can go a really, really long way. So let's imagine all the people who are mm. super negative, like railing against the Matrix film, you know, for very nonsensical reasons, in our opinion, what if they mm. just said, Hey, this is not the film that I would, I would want to make, but I've started a petition. We're going to raise $40 million. We're going to make our own Matrix film. That's productive. <laughs> That's yeah. proactive. Like, That's okay, something. cool. You know what I mean? And, and you might be able to get some, some backing behind you and you can make your own Matrix film. And, and yeah. show the Wachowskis how a Matrix film is supposed to be made, if that's how you want to do. Now, that's productive. That's creative. Yeah. That's interesting.
1: You always have a choice whether to be. And here we are. Constructive yeah. or destructive, positive or negative, red pill or, or blue pill, right? Thank um, God they
0: made that decision again. Thank God they yeah. brought the pills back because they could have yeah. easily just been like, oh, we already did that. Why? No, they brought it back. He had to make the decision again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's the interesting thing about the decision is that it's it's an entirely new context and it's um the lead up to that decision is quite different now, um and you know counter uh, playing it off against the original movie is um the fun of it yeah like I think overall just to kind of wrap up my thoughts on on the Matrix Resurrections is that yes it's messy yes it's self-indulgent yes it can be all over the place but it took risks it did something bold and different and new something that you don't see in in um yeah most big budget movies nowadays i appreciated a lot for that i felt like it had something to say um which, which again i appreciate and i felt like it was like a really heartwarming coda to a series that i have a lot of affection and and feelings for like um i really like the matrix movies especially the first one and um i'm really glad this movie was made because it's um yeah it i just thought it ended it in a much more satisfying place than where revolutions ended it Mm -hmm. i i still think that the matrix the original matrix stands on its own as a cinematic masterpiece it's it's the perfect balance it's got you know, it it, it delves into... It, it First of all, it's perfectly paced. There's never a dull moment. And it perfectly balances um, action and dialogue. And there's a real sense of style to it. And it's very unified and coherent. It's a perfect movie. Um, and the sequels are all flawed to varying extent. I think the action in Reloaded is incredible, but it's a bit of a mess. Uh, I think Revolutions is... Um, the weakest one it's, it's it's um takes you know it's I, i'm not a huge fan of introducing a bunch of characters in, in in the third sequel and not you know it just feels very aimless and um i'm not a huge fan of the direction they went with the action of that too but for me resurrections is a success in that it did something i wasn't expecting and it took me by surprise and um uh, it had something to say and um it left me with i guess something to chew on after a while and it kind of nailed the the gray matter element of the matrix the the, the thinking part of it the real re, i put it on the same level as reloaded actually and that reload nails the action resurrections um delves into more interesting topics at the top you still have the original which is the perfect fusion of everything but overall i'm glad it was made and um yeah i liked it <laughs>
0: Yeah, I have to agree. I, I I really enjoyed the film. I think it was important. Uh, and I think it had a lot of really important messages in it. And I think a, a one big thing that stands out now is that, you know, we forget yeah. what we're doing. You know, we, we forget why we started, you know, and sometimes it's good to have a reminder and it's good to have friends mm. that come back to get you when you fall off the path, you know, and, and, and straighten you up. And, um, I thought it was a great film. I thought it was great that it was made and, uh, I don't know if I would like them to make another one. I think they kind of. I think it's a
1: good place to end it. I think it's a good place to end it. Really, I think that final yeah. shot kind of nails it. It brings it back to um, the first movie.
0: Yeah, I think so. I I can't imagine them doing another. But regardless, loved it and looking forward to seeing Spider Man, even though it's been spoiled all over Twitter already. I'm kind of salty about that. But here we go. <laughs> <And, up. laughs> yeah, you know, I-
1: I'm salty like, about when, that.
0: who 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 proved that. Like y'all just gonna re- spoil it.
1: I what I did is I have a muted words list on my Twitter, and it's like I everything you can imagine. It's like Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Marvel, Kobe <laughs> Maguire, <laughs> Andrew Garfield, just everything. I really right? like do and I still got spoiled. Do you know oh, why? Oh wow, I really? YouTube. I went to YouTube and some like dickheads are just like clipping bits from the ending, and they're like, hey, who look who shows up in the last 10 minutes of the movie? I'm like, why would you put this on YouTube? It's like yeah, that's this- whack. Oh. and of course That's it has crazy. a billion views and it, it's oh, it's so frustrating you cannot avoid spoilers unless you just live in a cave these days and like i my job mm. is youtube so i can't avoid not logging into youtube yeah. <laughs> so it's very frustrating and it's, it's frustrating if you live in um, japan i don't know about you ram but like we for, for me the movie didn't, didn't even come out until yesterday it's three weeks late here um so i'm gonna try and watch it hopefully Maybe, maybe today, actually. Oh, tomorrow. I thought you already saw it. No, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. It just came that's out yesterday crazy.
0: in Japan. Yeah, yeah you saw it, right, there.
2: Kai? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah.
0: That's dope.
2: Yeah. No, nah, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was good.
1: Yeah. Good. I think, I think Marvel movies are all like, they're all dependably good. Like, there's very few of them which I would point out and say, like, like that's a masterpiece, but they have a really solid formula at this point. And they're all like it's very rare to go to a Marvel movie like that was trash. Like, no, they're all going to be fairly consistent. Right,
2: Mm -hmm. right. I wish DC had that. Yeah, I wish (laughs) because I I, I personally like the DC characters a little more than Marvel, but their movies some reason just don't turn out the same.
0: Man, I got to be honest with you guys. When I saw Batman Superman, I enjoyed it. And when I saw Justice League, I also enjoyed it. And I saw both of them in theater Mm. and seeing the Justice League and The Flash and Batman, that shit was dope. I don't know if Same you guys right. saw it in the theater, but I would be surprised if you did and still thought that movie, those movies were crap. And I, of course, these are more movies that I hear people say, these suck, da-da-da-da. But uh, yeah, seeing uh, Steppenwolf in Justice League, don't know if you've seen it, it's just off the charts cool, right. man. It's yeah. insanely dope. But 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 I, I feel where you're coming from on them. I mean, Marvel films are in a whole nother league, of course, mm-hmm.
2: Right, they got right. they've
0: got an incredible system down and yeah most of the films i really enjoy i haven't seen them actually I, there's a lot of marvel films i haven't seen i haven't seen a couple of the iron man movies i haven't seen thor movies i haven't seen the eternals i haven't seen any of the new spider-man movies you know what i mean so mm. i've just kind of been following the avengers series for the most part but i haven't even seen age of ultron or whatever
2: it's, yeah, it's so.
1: just probably the weakest one it's it's a bit messy age of ultron but yeah i think i've probably seen most of them at this point. Um, probably
2: missed a few there are so many at, at this. have point. you seen
0: shang chi master no Kung that's Fu? what i want to bring up and yeah, I, i've seen and I've, that too it looks cool i want to watch that one's it dope. that one's dope
2: and that's crazy their budget wasn't even that high on that i think they had like one of the lower budgets for marvel movies and it was still like mm. hard mm. crazy I, th- I think i i read up that they had
1: um like a really good choreographer for and that's such a that's Mm -hmm. that's such an important part of action sequences i i don't know why um, a lot of hollywood movies do this but they seem to think that a good action scene you can just kind of walk in there shake a camera about and then (laughs) and then and then later on fix it up with a bunch of cg when
2: like no (laughs) it's 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 funny you mention that because like i've taken like classes where they like that's how you do it when you don't really have much to work with you know they tell you man get close to the camera and we're going to bump it and swing it back and punch it late, you know, lay the camera on the ground, stomp at it. <laughs> but it looks funny when you see that on the big screen and you could tell. Yeah. But yeah, choreography, man, having a great it's all about choreography. All that choreography. Yes, it's huge.
1: Yeah, it's like, it's why Hong Kong action movies are some of the best because you just have like trained, knowledgeable martial artists under the guidance of someone who knows how to make moves feel like they have impact and weight to them like yeah like there's a real art to it and it's it's kind of disappointing because i feel like the matrix sort of ushered in an era of higher choreography standards in um in the movie industry and that's sort of fallen by the wayside and for me recently and, and for me that's What it represented to see that shoddy camera work in the action scenes in Matrix um, Resurrection uh, was a disappointment because it's like, oh, at this point, we've just completely forgotten the art of choreography in these big budget movies when even the Matrix is falling by. Um, I really hope it comes back. And for that reason, I do want to watch Shang-Chi because I I really appreciate good
2: choreography in in action scenes. No, the fight scenes were, were, were dope. In, in that huh. i can honestly say yeah
0: shang chi is incredible it really is incredible and and it's fresh it's very fresh marvel film it doesn't feel like all the other marvel films not that those aren't fresh too but it's like it's its own film you know yeah, it's really yeah. cool mm. any closing thoughts kai on the matrix talk
2: no i mean i pretty much uh, agree with with both of you i think you guys put a nice bow to the conversation mm. yeah